everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. Before we start, important announcement. Do-do-do-do. It's very like World War II announcement yeah. coming through. That's like, exactly what I was doing. The, the Germans are invading. We have a very special double date on Friday that we want you all to listen to because it features a very well-known man who wears a handkerchief. Hey. And I, that's all I'm going to say about it. You could guess who it is. He may or may not also be on Dateline sometimes. That we've given it away, basically. If you don't know now, you're not a fan of Dateline or this show. Oh, big words. So, thank you. <laughs> this episode is called The Day the Music Died. Bye, bye, chair model lady. <laughs> that song, that episode of The Office has now ruined that song for you. No, I mean, it's a classic, right? It is. It's what I picture all our fellow theater majors singing around the Don't entryway. say drum circle. It was like a drum circle with a guitar, a guitar circle. The problem is there's a lot of lyrics and there's a big chance to get them wrong. And it's one of those ones you can't get it wrong. So I'm going to, I decline to sing the actual song for copyright reasons, number one. And then number two, because. You're scared you're going to get it wrong and then we'll judge. Terrified. Terrified of judgment. That makes sense. Season 30, episode 26 May 13th, 2022, hosted by OLK, Arlene King. Going to start calling him that. Sounds a bit like a serial killer. OLK from OKC, checking in with you on this Saturday morning. (laughs) Coming at you on the tens and twos. Traffic on the nines. There we go. Why did I go to Serial Killer and you went to radio show? Because we were just there. So then I just moved it up several decades from World War II. Now we're in, I don't know, the late 80s, something like that. Okay. I think radio hosts still talk like that, though. I think that they have to. I think it's yeah. part of the requirements. When you yeah. go to radio school, they teach you how to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're starting with beautiful nature shots, Blue Ridge Mountains, dun 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 Shenandoah. Are you tra- Shannon Doherty? What are you doing? Shenandoah. Oh, I think I'm thinking of John Denver. Um, Take me home. Country Old roads. mountain roads to the place I belong. West Virginia, Mountain Mama, take me home. You Country keep. You roads. continue on. I'm going to look up the lyrics to that song and see if it mentions the Blue Ridge Mountains. It might. <laughs> it very well might. It, we are not even in West Virginia. We are in Asheville, North Carolina. So I don't know. I'm probably wrong. Dr. Frank McCutcheon, McCutcheon, apologies, who went by Buddy. Uh, he had great facial hair right off the bat. Loved it. And that's not on the bingo card. Sadly, only a negative intonation of facial hair is on the bingo card. And also, it's 2022. I feel like maybe we should go ahead and flip that on the bingo card. It's stellar facial hair. Stellar facial hair, yeah. Because this is world-class grade A perfection. Yeah, he has a beard, but he also has the old-timey mustache with the curl at the end. So he's great. He was a plastic surgeon, but his real love was music. Picking at his banjo, blowing those bagpipes, and stringing that violin. Plucking at that violin. A fiddler. Fiddling on that violin. Are you just thinking of Fiddler on the Roof? Yeah. Because I'm not going to say why, just because. Because I'm Jewish? (laughs) I've never even seen Fiddler on the Roof, so. Have you not? Never have. Why? True story. I don't know. 
Just never have. That's shocking. What's more shocking is watching high school kids try to do it with any kind of reverence for gravitas. <laughs> That's even better. Anyways, Buddy knew all about the people behind that famous line, the day the music died, he says. He knew all about them. I kind of thought he knew them. That's where I was going with it. But he knew all about them. He knew the people that died the day the music died. In the, I was incredibly confused by the syntax. I don't know what the yeah, correct word is. I think is. it I was, was the he knew all about the people, but I don't. I don't know. Can you explain to us what Keith is talking about, please? Because the day the know. music died, when the plane crash happened, and Richie Valens and Big Bopper and uh, Buddy Holly died in a plane crash, and that's what Don McLean in American Pie is singing about. The day the music died. And this guy's name is Buddy also. And he is about to die. Now I get it. Because I had completely forgotten everything you just said until you just said it. Okay. And I knew all about it. And I was still confused by Keith's phrasing. It sounds like he knows a lot of gossip, like behind the scenes drama. He knows all about that. It did. It seemed like more he knew more about Don McLean. About the singer. And then I thought we were going to get into where he helped write the song. Right. <laughs> I honestly like thought we were going more into a right. he's a singer-songwriter and that song was actually stolen from Buddy. Right. Yeah, no, none of that is right. No, none of that is um, correct. He just, knew, he just knew the history. So yeah. we are in the summer of 2016. In the middle of the night, a 911 call comes in from Brenda, Buddy's wife. Brenda is upset. We'll talk more about that later. Brenda says she fell asleep upstairs while Buddy fell asleep downstairs in front of the TV. And she woke up when she heard a noise. She went downstairs and she found him. He was shot in the head. Then we meet the two detectives and we're meeting Buddy's brother, Clutch, and his fiance, Becca. Love Clutch McCutcheon. It's a hard name to say, but I like it. Clutch McCutcheon. Yeah. He always came through in a clutch. I got to say, I'm kind of surprised nobody's nickname is uh, Mick, because it's a pretty common nickname when your last name is a Mick something. Is it? I would think their nickname would be Cooch. Would you think that? (laughs) You'd be dead wrong if you thought that. I think Clutch is awesome, but I hope that Clutch does something with cars. Otherwise, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. We also see Clutch driving a car, and now that I'm thinking about it, I have this horrible sinking feeling that it's an automatic. I'm going to need confirmation that he's driving a stick shift. Yeah. We also meet another sibling, Melissa, who's awesome. She's very outspoken. Love her. And she says she couldn't have been more confused when she heard the news that she couldn't have been more confused if she had heard that Buddy was attacked by a shark in his living room, which is so funny. And she's talking about something so sad, but she's so funny. So very much liked her. Brenda and Buddy were married for 35 years. Wowza. They worked in the same hospital. They had a traditional Scottish wedding with kilts and bagpipes. Loved it. Buddy's sister, Melissa, said he was reserved and wouldn't use a lot of words when a few would do. And Keith says... I'll be. Oh, boy. I'll be, he says, which is great. I think he's tipping the hat to the it is. way he would speak concisely, which is a talent that I don't have as I continue to make this sentence way longer than it needs to be and this podcast. I do feel like it's very much a, I don't know, it's... Keith knows of what he speaks, and he sees that he and Buddy have a similarity. So it's mm-hmm. just such a beautiful little two-word way to mm-hmm. be like, I see you, Buddy. I see you. Mm-hmm. 
Brenda was more outgoing. She was a Southern belle born in Memphis. When Buddy wanted to try something new, she was game for it. He got them into Civil War reenactments. So excited about this. I was delighted because we had just talked about them last week. We do see some photos of them. It does appear he is on the south side. And I don't know, and I feel like we've talked about it before, if you get to choose what side you're on, who wants to play. I know what side I would want to play, but maybe not everyone wants to play that side. So I think they switch off. And you think they switch off? I think they have to, because I think... Depending but I on think what state you're in, the uniforms you own are so detailed and you've collected the pieces over the years that you wouldn't want to switch. So I think that, yes, you have a preferred team. And so you wear that uniform. But if somebody is out sick, if right. Gary down at the Worm Shack mm-hmm. cannot come in. Right. Because that's scurvy or whatever. You know that he plays an integral part in the other side. So you got to fill in mm-hmm. and you got to just take some safety pins and pin Gary's coat to fit. So it is fairly scripted, like when people die and when they shoot and sure. such. I think some not of just it is. chaos. I, no, I think some of it is just background battle people, kind of like how you have extras in a movie. But I think some people, some parts are important. I guarantee you the people that play Ulysses S. Grant and right. Robert yes. E. Lee are professionals yes they have been willed into these yes. roles by the predecessor who played it before you know what i'm yes. saying they probably don't change they get groupies the parts... and they get their own trailer right yeah maybe a caravan <laughs> what do you do well i'm a groupie i really i follow around this guy who plays robert e lee and it doesn't matter if he's the new guy and he's the replacement whoever is playing robert e lee i will follow and i stand outside his dressing room i'd like to talk to that lady i'm sorry i also don't think it's ladies I think that the groupie would be another male who wants to play that part. Oh, interesting. Can I be your understudy? And then it turns into, instead of all about Eve, it is all about Lee. And There we go. It, that's a whole other dateline. It's a reenactor gets killed by his understudy. I think we've just written a very convincing script and yeah. TM. I feel like it's a black comedy. I would like options from several of the major networks. I'm yeah. looking at you, Showtime. <laughs> Yellow Jackets. I'm looking at you. So they did Civil War reenactments. Buddy wanted to take up sailing. He wanted to learn how to fly a plane. So they would just do those activities. And he wanted to start his own plastic surgery practice. So she quit her job as a nurse. She was a nurse and became the office manager. That's very important for later. They never had kids. They had a nice house in nature, and it was so much out in nature that the bears would just come into their yard and hang out. And there's one video of the cutest baby bear coming in. It might be brother or sister bear, those Berenstein bear lovers out there. But it was either brother or sister. It wasn't wearing glasses. I think one of them brother wore glasses. That would too be. That's uh, too <laughs> that would if that be bear too would cute. walk up to that little bird feeder wearing glasses that'd be the end yeah i'd have a heart attack it's a little too cute for words yeah but it comes into their backyard and it starts taking that bird feeder it's like i'm taking this home with me i want what's ever in it i'm gonna take it for later thanks buddy loved being a plastic surgeon because he loved helping people that were disfigured but he didn't care about the money his main love was music. He was always in bands growing up. His band played at the opening of the M- Montgomery Ward and at spaghetti dinner dances. How cute when he was like a teenager. That's so cute. You know, they felt so cool. They were the band in town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Viscounts. 
Love it. So the police think it might be a suicide, except there's no gun at the scene. And he was shot in the back kind of top of the head. Mm. But there's no gun. That's the big thing. So they think it must be an intruder. However, there's nothing that seems to be missing. So they give Brenda a gunshot residue test. She says yes. She explains that he always slept on the couch because he can't sleep without a TV. And she would sleep upstairs because she can't sleep with a TV. I understand Up, that. But sits attracting, you know, it ain't fiction. It's a net. That was a great. That was a banger. Was it? Yeah. It had that little cat that danced. You love a cat. Dancing cat. I don't know about that cat. Okay. I don't know about a cat in a zoot suit. I got that cat had attitude. I got question too yeah. much attitude. That I have cat cats with attitude. It's a bit like a teenager that would judge you outside of a Taco Bell. Yeah. A lot like it. Yeah. I'm not interested in that. This was a fascinating sort of his position on the couch really got me. When not just the bullet hole at the top of his head, but that he's very clearly turned in. He was done watching TV for the night and he'd sort of curled to the other side so you can still hear the TV, but you're not looking at it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a very common yes. thing. You're just sort of getting comfy. Yeah. So he was asleep. Yes. When someone shot him. Yes. How did she know he was shot? She saw the bullet hole. I understand. But I guess it would well, first take you a second to orient yourself. There's no light. She walked down and she smelled right. the smell of gunpowder, which she recognized from the Civil War reenactments. So that was a helpful hobby. And then she saw the gunshot. She was a nurse. I mean, sure, she was in shock. She ran to a neighbor's house, but they didn't answer. So she had to run back home to get a phone to call 911. I guess what I'm saying is in these cases, what we normally find is that when the wife comes downstairs, it's usually, I think my husband shot himself. They don't immediately assume. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. We didn't hear that in her 911 call. Right. She says no one would want to kill him. Maybe it was a junkie breaking in. She oh, wow. says it might have been a junkie. She's blaming it on the poor She's junkies. blaming it on drugs. I understand it. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, that's Katie's favorite. So she says that we were going to retire and sit on the front porch in the rocking chairs. That made me a little concerned because she's a very small woman and those bears, they didn't even have a screened in porch. So those bears are coming right up to that porch. And Oh, yeah, that's true. They're stealing your um, mint julep and then they're eating your face. Not a baby, though. Yeah, but... The mama will come. What if you were going to befriend the bears? Yeah, the ma you think the mama is going to let you befriend her cubs? I don't think so. So you got to befriend the mama first. Yeah, I don't know how you do that. Sure. Maybe there's a YouTube video. <laughs> so at the house, a back gate and a side door was open. No sign of a robbery. Buddy kept guns around the house and a pistol was missing. Brenda thought it was kept in a kitchen drawer and we see the drawers. They're full on junk drawers. There's like Tylenol cold and I don't a random spoon and like a candle and a flashlight and scissors and rubber bands that are all if you pull them they just snap apart. Like, oh, I hate they that. get all so crusty. Dry. Which I'm not sure how that happens, but that's for another time. It made me feel good. It should make you feel good because these are two. This is a childless couple, a couple that has not had children. People. With mm -hmm. junk drawers filled to the brim, even without yeah. kids. It made me feel yeah. better about the state of some of my drawers. It does, because my drawers are like that, but I live by myself. But I live in a much smaller place than they did. So you do Also, they had a lot of square footage for two of them. How many bedrooms was that house? Four? Yeah, but it's North Carolina. It was out in nature. It was on a big property. But he's this plastic surgeon. So... 
Brenda's talking a lot about she's trying to give answers to what happened in the interrogation. She doesn't really have answers, but she's kind of postulating on a lot of things. She's trying to be helpful. Postulating. And I don't even know if that was the right word. So the police are asking her that you kept the gun in the kitchen drawer. The big question would be an intruder. How would they possibly know where this gun is? It wasn't like they ransacked the house and were looking for a gun. They happened to find a gun in a kitchen drawer, which is not where you usually keep a gun. So the police then find the gun and it is outside of the house in some shrubbery. Shrubbery? (laughs) they asked Brenda how do you think it got there and this is where she starts to become a little less helpful and a little more cranky and she says I don't know you're the detective Brenda she's not she's not happy with them at that moment and she says I didn't move the gun I didn't shoot him he was everything to me and she's like I'm starting to get a little mad so she's, she's a little cranky and so they switch out detectives and have somebody else come in and that was a good move because she kind of calms down with this new detective yeah, this is a smart move it was very strategic and I liked it so she says they were very happy together they were still intimate good for them they work together every day at the business apparently there was an issue with the business though the north carolina department of revenue was looking for some documents they had said we need all this paperwork she tells the police it wasn't that big of a deal they were looking for w2s and 1099s and 1776s and 1492s oh boy Columbus sailed the ocean blue. As much as I know about taxes, I turn into David from Schitt's Creek and I'm just like, you deduct it. It's a deductible. You write it off. It's a ri- it's a write-off. So you just write it off. You write it off and then it gets paid for by somebody else. It's a write-off. He's just buying bed linens. He's face buying cream. like a lamp. For I'm the- testing out this lamp for the yeah. store. That's not a write-off. My favorite is thing so is him redoing the store with the crows. I can't. <laughs> I love it. Do you remember the crows? It's all black crows. And we sold one of the leather ponchos. And since that day, I've been looking for a leather poncho for myself. Because <laughs> if I want to be anything in life, it's I want to be David Rose. They just took Clara away. Where did they take her, Clara? Are there two Claras? Oh, it's so good. So good. So they take pictures of Brenda. They take her clothes and swab her for DNA and gunshot residue. Buddy's family is very worried about her. They want her to come and live with them, but she really wants to stay. She needs to take care of the business. So she goes to the office. She starts to basically shut everything down. She starts her- a fire sale is what she does. <laughs> it's, oh my God, it's a fire sale. sale. <laughs> That's the rest of development. She asks her uh, attorney to represent her. And that we would normally say that's weird, but we also at the same time say get an attorney. So we can't really judge her for getting an attorney. I think it's okay. I mean, if I was her in this case, I definitely get one because the circumstances are so bizarre. Yeah. Her attorney sets up for her to take a polygraph because he kind of wants to know, did she do it? So she passes this independent polygraph test. I'm sorry. Are we not going to discuss his name? The attorney? Oh, right. What's his name? Sean Devereaux. Mm. Come on. Blanche Devereaux. He's a perfect Southern gentleman attorney. Lawyer. Representing Brenda in this matter, your honor. <laughs> I want him to have an ascot. He doesn't. He doesn't talk like that at all, though. He it's doesn't. so disappointing. Let's pretend. 
Yeah. For a second. It's a real disappointment. So the gunshot residue test for her hands is negative. So she didn't shoot him. She either or she washed her hands really well or she was wearing gloves. And Mm. there's a trace evidence on her clothes of gunshot residue, but it's so small they can't say it that she shot him. It could have been as small as she walked into the room and there was gunshot residue in the air. That's how small that it could be. Bad. They have no evidence that proved that she shot him. So they move on. He had no enemies. And there was no breaking and entering from junkies, quote unquote, that nearby that would match this case. Melissa, his sister, said it was like a bad Kafka short story. Oh, boy. She doesn't say Kafka-esque, but she implied Kafka-esque because she said it was like a Kafka story. She didn't say metamorphosis, but she was right. thinking about it right in her head. And so was I at all times. Melissa, <laughs> I know that book scars you. The detectives show up at the business and they want to talk to the staff. They want to go through some files. When they get there, though, they find that Brenda truly was having a fire sale. sale. She is throwing away patient records in the dumpster. She's just like, get it out of here. It's really bad. I feel like because of patient confidentiality, you're not supposed to just throw patient records in the dumpster. It's also really bad for the environment. She should be recycling that paper. Oh, and, boy. Yeah. As the co-founder and treasurer of my high school environmental club some <clears throat> years ago, I thought Brenda might not be a husband killer, but she's definitely a tree killer. And we this should be called the day the earth died. The day all the trees died because of Brenda. You were really fun in high school, huh? (laughs) On a scale of one to ten. Not fun at all. How many times did you pick out people's recyclable trash out of their (laughs) thing and shoot them a look like the earth is dying? How many times? You remember Hermione Granger? I was like that. In the earlier books, that was me. I would have loved you. Yeah, I like to be a tree hugger. Not a tree killer. By making easy swaps around my house for everyday products, my new favorite is real paper. Oh, yeah. Real makes sustainable toilet paper that uses bamboo. Bamboo is magic. It is a grass, so you can cut it like a lawn, and it grows back without harming the plant or the soil. So you can just reharvest the same bamboo over and over again. Amazing. It's truly amazing, and it should replace all of the toilet paper made from trees because toilet paper made from old growth forest contributes to deforestation all the plants and the animals that live there where are they gonna live where's that bear gonna live in my apartment yeah not safe all of this is for something we use once and then flush down the toilet if you are not flushing your toilet paper or reusing it more than once like those people on extreme cheapskates oh I'd like to interview you on this podcast. I know what you're thinking, though. You're nervous about bamboo toilet paper. It doesn't feel like sandpaper. It is soft. It is strong enough for all you power wipers out there. Those aggressive wipers. Good to know. It is just like traditional toilet paper, but the good stuff. Nice. It is shipped in plastic-free packaging. Even the tape on the box is plastic-free. Real paper is available in easy, hassle-free subscriptions or for one-time purchases. If you head to realpaper.com slash datedateline and sign up for a subscription using our code datedateline at checkout, you'll automatically get 30% off your first order and free shipping. That's 
R-E-E-L-P-A-P-E-R.com slash date dateline or enter promo code date dateline to get 30% off your first order plus free shipping. So let's stop flushing our forests and give real tree free paper a try. There we go. Zero trees, zero plastics, zero compromises with real. It's time to get real with your toilet paper. I'm real serious about saving the environment. Go, Katie. Katie, I still am working on becoming more environmentally friendly. And one thing I do that I really don't like is that I waste a lot of food. Oh, boy. I also eat a lot of food. Don't get me wrong. There's like an equal amount going in as is (laughs) going in my trash. I think a lot of people can relate to that. But I have a solution for anybody who feels like they're wasting food. HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your front door. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and most importantly, affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh offers convenient, contact-free delivery right to your doorstep for easy home cooking with your whole family, with just two of you, or with just you. The recipes are easy to follow and really quick to make. They have steps and pictures, important, Mm. to guide you along the way. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. And speaking of 30, HelloFresh is 30% cheaper than shopping at your local grocery store, plus you skip checkout lines. And I don't Mm. know about you, but I had not been to a market in a while. Those lines... No, thank you. I really appreciate HelloFresh for that purpose. Mm -hmm. Also, a lot of us these days really care about where our food comes from. Over 90% of ingredients from HelloFresh are sourced directly from farmers to ensure only the freshest produce and proteins are delivered right to your door. Ingredients travel from farm to your doorstep in under a week so you know that they're fresh. Eating healthier has never been easier with low-cal, carb-smart, vegetarian, even pescatarian options every week. And no matter what you choose, every single recipe is packed with fresh produce sourced directly from local farmers. You can try something new every week. And not just that, they're incredibly flexible. You can customize your orders every week. You can add extra proteins or sides. You can change up the serving size when you have guests or just double up on your favorite recipes. So your box works harder for you. Amazing. Oliver and I love this feature because when we know we're going to be feeding my nieces and my sister for a few days, we can plan accordingly and get extra orders of the crispy potato wedges for our Philly beef melts. And if this wasn't enough, how about the fact that HelloFresh is another company with a conscience? HelloFresh has already donated over 4 million meals to charity. Wow. What are you waiting for? Go to HelloFresh.com slash Dateline16 and use code Dateline16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Who doesn't like a gift? And three of them. I love it. That's HelloFresh.com slash Dateline16 and use code Dateline16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Thank you, HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. The freshest. (laughs) So Brenda is basically liquidating everything from the business down to the gauze bandages, which that's not going to waste. I mean, if you're going to be a mummy... (laughs) That's for Halloween. That's your costume. Yeah, you're done. This is only two days after the murder, though, that she's getting rid of everything in the business. Mm. The lawyer says she was selling it so quickly because she had a 
quote, 13,000 a month nut. No. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh. Between, because I don't feel no. like anyone says that anymore. Between her mortgage and the bills and the business, the business was not exactly robust. Because of the recession years before, people had stopped getting cosmetic procedures that insurance didn't pay for. And so that's how they made their money. And Buddy was not flush, as they would say. And she was a nurse. She was not trained to be a business manager. So this is sort of not a great situation. But she's also throwing away personal things like his medical certificates and diplomas that are on the wall. Just throwing those in the trash. That's rude. So, I, don't, yeah. I don't know about that. Brenda is also calling around to hire a shredding company. And so she's just getting rid of everything. Police get a search warrant to get all these papers, stop the shredding. They shut down the sale of the business. They talk to the office staff. The office staff says Brenda was obsessive about all financial things going only through her. And even the accountant says that she wanted to take control of everything with money and taxes, which is like, what were you doing for your job then, ma'am or sir? (laughs) That's the easiest job. If the boss's wife just wants to take care of everything for you. Okay. I'm guessing that accountant dealt only with medical billing. That's my thought. Because that uh, part is really complicated. Like doing the insurance company's stuff. So that's possible. Not handling the business overall aspects, just like these individual medical billings. Yeah. We now go to the North Carolina Department of Revenue. Oh boy. And Keith is full of shade for this. He says there's nothing flashy or glamorous about the nondescript building. And their mission statement says, collect the taxes due, and it's even more mundane. Was that shade? Yes, but thank God. Because imagine (laughs) if the IRS building was super flashy and had all glass windows in the front or a big fountain. You'd be like, oh, that's where our money is going. How dare you? But I wouldn't mind if the employees got to have Taco Tuesday or like occasionally a birthday party and they could have a cake, you know, or... Something like that. Casual Fridays. Something that wouldn't cost a lot of money, but would raise the morale of the people working at the office. In that case, I think you need mojito Mondays. And everyone's (laughs) just getting a little toasty at three o'clock. I think that's kind of what you need. And that's how tax debt gets forgiven. Yeah. You got to go there on Monday after they've had the mojitos. (laughs) So agents had actually gone to the plastic surgery business, served them a summons for tax records for the business, because apparently they had not been filing taxes for a couple years, but also they have been deducting payroll taxes. Now, don't zone out now. I know this sounds boring. Stick with us, folks. They were writing down deducting payroll taxes from their employees' paychecks, but weren't sending that money to the state. And that is a crime. So even though it was only like $40,000, which is not a lot for a business or a plastic surgery business, that is criminal. So when Buddy finds out, he calls their lawyer and he was pretty worried. And the day after the visit from the Department of Revenue, Buddy tells the lawyer you know what, we're going to handle this problem. Brenda got the documents from our tax guy. We'll make sure everything is in order this weekend. Guess what happened that weekend? He was murdered. So this all happened within a week. And Keith says, coincidence? Perhaps, or perhaps not. Very strange. I think you know my answer. I don't. It is the day the coincidences died, because Kimberly doesn't really believe in them. So 
I say perhaps not, Keith. Meanwhile, Brother Clutch tr- is truly devastated. But then he hears that his brother was sleeping when he was killed. And he thought, well, Brenda told me it was a home invasion. That doesn't make sense. Why would people come in and just shoot him while he was sleeping? He's picturing two or three guys. He's picturing the what's the movie with Liv Tyler where the people come in? The Strangers. Is that it? Where they come in? I, I don't know. With the masks they have, on? With the masks. That's The Strangers. Yeah. Do you feel like certain scary. houses are more apt to home invasion than yes. others? Because I have shunned Oliver's house choice multiple times due to <laughs> home invasion. That makes sense. That's a good call. But also, why did Brenda say it was home invasion? It had not been proved that it was a home invasion. Well, what is she going to say to the family, though? They don't know. They're still looking. The police are still investigating. Yeah, so that's true. he starts to think Brenda was involved. Sister Melissa says, let's wait for all the facts. But then one of Clutch's daughters finds Brenda's 911 call online. And he, because I guess you can do that. Weird. And he listens to it. Brenda says on the call, he never locked the back door. The back door was open. And Clutch knows this is a lie because when he had visited them just a few days before the murder, every time he would go out in the backyard, Buddy would say, Lock the door. We always lock the door because of the bears. Buddy had even showed clutch the video of the bear coming in and eating the beer, the bird feeder. So mm. Buddy was super hyper aware of the bears, always locked that door. So now Clutch knows that Brenda lied on the 911 call. He has Melissa listen, and Melissa thinks she sounds like a junior high girl trying to read a script from a play that she's tried to memorize the lines for. She's very descriptive. So she thinks Brenda's full of it, and now she thinks Brenda did it too. So now the whole family thinks Brenda did it. Yeah. But there's no proof. Brenda has moved back to Tennessee where she grew up and the state, the tax investigation from the state has stalled because of the death. Put a pin in that. I want to come back to that stalled investigation. I have a question. Then the detectives find something on Buddy's computer. Emails between Buddy and a staff member. It tells a sordid tale. Oh boy. That stretched over several years. Buddy was having an affair with a married staff member. I was very surprised by this. I was too. I was also very disappointed that they blur the emails so we can't be yeah. nosy and read anything. Some of them seem long. Yeah. So now they have to wonder, did an angry husband kill him? So they have to go to this couple and they have to interview the husband. And so they're hoping that by now the wife has told the husband I had this affair with my boss, Buddy, but she has not done that. So the detectives have to break it to him. And you know, they're just like, Tim, how how you doing? But how you doing there, Buddy? Oh, Buddy, Buddy, Buddy has passed away. Do you did you ever meet Buddy at a a Christmas party at the office? Did your wife did? Did Shannon talk to you about Buddy ever? Did they they get along? They were close co-workers or anything. Bes- were they just, they were not more than co- What am I trying to say? What, what am I, <laughs> Bill, tell me what am I, what am I getting at, Bill? Yeah. <laughs> Tim here doesn't seem to know Buddy or anything about him. So. <laughs> so where, how do we, this coffee's really good though. Thank you for that. I think they're much better than we're doing. I think they're I very so. smooth. And I think they say, I'm going to level with you, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> Shannon has not been on the up and up with you. In fact, she's been on the down low (laughs) with her boss, Buddy. Yep. They were making sweet music together. Oh. And then it died because the affair has 
died. The day the affair died. Mm -hmm. The affair has ended several years before. Right. Also, Tim, we're just calling him Tim. We don't know what his name was. Tim and Shannon are completely made up and Bill the cop. Yeah. They have an alibi. The wife and the husband. So it's not them. So this affair. They were together, which they're not probably now. Yeah, their alibi was that they were together, which is not a great alibi. It's not good. But no, Shannon was not home when he got home. Shannon was washing dishes at the sink. Like, how'd it go, babe? How'd it go? <laughs> how'd it go with the detectives? Did you, you learn a, learn anything you, new? You feeling good? <laughs> we good, babe? You good? Still Okay, we're still on for our vow renewal next weekend. Do you think Tim didn't tell her and played the long game? Yeah. And then en- enacted revenge and asked for a divorce in a very public setting, like maybe yes. a family reunion. The I cops know, told Shannon. Me I know. Three months ago. I've known this whole time. And then flaps the divorce papers down yeah. on the table in the middle of Christmas dinner. Oh. Yeah. That's rough. I know. It would not be nice. So they finally get the DNA back, and there are three contributors on the gun. One is Buddy. One is specifically not Brenda, cannot be Brenda, and the third is inconclusive. So this really does nothing to help their case. And she only had that tiny bit of gunshot residue on her clothes and none on her hands. That is weird. Yeah. So the DA, of course, wants more evidence. And so the detective puts together a PowerPoint presentation, putting together all the evidence, hoping that will convince the DA if the DA can see it all in one place. Mm -hmm. So he points out that the gun was found near where she ran. Brenda ran to the neighbor's house to call 911. That's where the gun was found. She had said the gun was kept in a kitchen drawer. How would a stranger know where to find that gun? She lied about Buddy not locking the back door. She was a nurse. She didn't try to help him. She just called 911. She closed out the business in days. So anyways, all of this together is enough for the DA. Basically, it couldn't be anyone else but Brenda is what he feels. So the grand jury agrees. They charge Brenda with first degree murder. She's living in Tennessee. She drives herself to North Carolina, turns herself in. So the detective says that she was very vanilla the whole time. She had no reaction. That is a weird weird way to say that. She was boring about getting arrested. Yeah, she was. But I don't think he knows that it means boring. So she couldn't make the $750,000 bail because she can't access Buddy's IRA because of the murder charges. She's in jail for a year waiting for trial. And then the lawyer asks a judge for her to be able to access those funds to make bail. And the judge asks the siblings, Buddy's siblings, oh boy. what they think. What are they going to say? So, of course, they're going to say no. And Melissa, the sister, says, my opinion was hell no. (laughs) Hell no. She doesn't get to kill my brother and then use the money she inherited by killing my brother to get herself out of jail for killing my brother. Hell no. Yeah, she's mad. She's unhappy. And I loved it. The only thing I can say good about Brenda at this point is that in her mugshot, she looks flawless. She has this short pixie cut with white gray hair that is amazing. She has a scarf on like she's in a Nora Ephron movie, and her makeup is on point. She has had a glow up. She really has. It's shocking. Her skin, everything looks sensational. Yeah, she looks great. She's got to be using Thrive, right? Yeah. But Thrive is just one of those companies that makes incredible products. They have a great cause 
behind them. Cosmetics. I love it so much. The name is not an accident. They create high performance, clean beauty and skincare. And every purchase that you make from Thrive supports organizations that help women thrive. Thrive products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free and formulated without parabens, sulfates, or phthalates. They're great for your skin, and I am convinced that Thrive products give me a higher percentage of good face days. I feel like I would look great in my mugshot if I was using Thrive. Yeah, 100% you would. A favorite of my mom and my sister from Thrive is the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. And apparently we are not alone in loving this mascara because it is their best-selling product. They have over 15,000 five-star reviews. It's this lengthening, eye-opening mascara that sort of mimics the look of lash extensions without all the glue messiness. It's Mm. lash extensions in a bottle. And it lasts all day without clumping, smudging, or flaking when you get that black sort of ring around the eye like a little black bear. Yes. A huge selling point for my sister, who is a very busy working mom, is that number one, she doesn't need to do touch-ups during the day because of the no smudging and flaking. And also, it's really easy to take off at night because of the tubing formula. It slides right off your eyes with warm water and a washcloth. So you don't need any of those harsh removers or to take that extra step when you're washing your face at night. If you haven't tried it yet, be sure to give it a try. And relatively new to my daily face routine is the Thrive Sunproof 3-in-1 Invisible Priming Sunscreen, which I know that Kimber is also a fan of. Love, love. I wore it again today. I wore it yesterday and today. It's incredible. It's SPF and primer combined. So it means you can protect your skin with SPF 37 while also flawlessly prepping for makeup. But you don't need to be just wearing it under foundation. Yeah, I don't. Right. When worn alone, it just creates this kind of blurred effect on Mm -hmm. your face it's almost i want to say it's pore filling because that's what it helps me with for sure when i wear it if you are using as a primer for foundation it's incredible because it creates this velvet matte finish with foundation and it looks freshly applied all day long the thrive sunproof three-in-one invisible priming sunscreen it applies clear on all skin tones and it helps prevent skin damage and anti-aging worn under makeup or all by itself And don't forget, every time you buy from Thrive, you are giving money to a company with a cause. They have a bigger-than-beauty mission that donates to help women from being unhoused, surviving domestic abuse, fighting cancer, and more. You can check it all out on their website, thrivecosmetics.com. Try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com forward slash date dateline. That's Thrive cosmetics c-a-u-s-e-m-e-t-i-c-s dot com slash date dateline for 15% off your first order this summer it's time to thrive yeah thank you thrive thank you thrive I have to create content for this show for social media and I'm not very good at creating content for this show for social media even though I do I'm starting to enjoy it more there's nothing more frustrating than having a great idea for a social media post but you can't make it happen because technology is very complicated Mm. with Canva Pro though it's easy with Canva Pro I can design anything like a pro. On my laptop or on my phone, Canva Pro is a design platform that lets you create and share in just a few minutes. With Canva Pro, you have endless options, fonts, photos, videos. The best part is they have a ton of images on there and it's not watermarked. 
So you know when you find like a great image, but it's watermarked? And I found one the other day and it cost like $700 for this stupid picture of a pirate. And I was like, let me just go on Canva and I can easily make a post about polyamorous love trapezoid pirates included in my Canva subscription. That's amazing. I can literally search pirates. I can get templates. I can get elements like pirate hats, gold doubloons. Ah. I can create a post of people dressed in pirate cosplay, but their faces are Katie and I and Josh Mankiewicz. And I would have done this, but one of our talented listeners, Sam, beat me to it. Yes. And I can even search trapezoid on Canva, and I can find a bunch of trapezoids, make a pirate out of a trapezoid. Hey. At least I could, except another listener, Shauna, beat me to it. Ah. So if our listeners would just stop being so creative, I could get a lot more done. But what I think I'm going to do is make them teammates on Canva. You and four teammates can unlock everything Canva Pro has to offer for just $12.99 a month. And you can share, edit, and comment in real time like that mank head on the pirate doesn't look piratey enough. Got it. More pirate. More pirate. Design like a pro with Canva Pro. Right now you can get free 45-day extended trial. When you use our promo code, just go to canva.me slash date dateline and get your free extended 45-day trial. That is C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash date dateline. Canva.me slash date dateline. Make the world your Canva. Yo ho, yo ho, it's Canva Pro for me. <laughs> Thank you, Canva. So somehow Brenda gets a surety company. Surety? Surety. You're acting so surety. <laughs> it is. Uh, I think that means something. So she, I had to look it up, but it's a company that ensures that you will get your money mm-hmm. for in certain situations. One of them being bail. Bail bondsman. So, like that, but it's a company that does that in all sorts of situations. So she gets the bail and she can go home to Texas. She wears an ankle monitor. And this took her lawyer a year. Yeah, so she was already in jail for a year. For a year at 70 plus. So she's an, an elderly lady. Sean Devereaux, yeah. what have you been doing, sir? <laughs> He's been fluffing his ascot. He Did not have time. That has to be perfectly ripened on my neck. <laughs> Ripen doesn't sound right. Ripened. Some, like it does a, peach. a little bit. Like a Georgia peach. Yes. Like a firm peach. This flower is Wilton. So the DA assigns the case to Megan Locke, who is very young assistant DA. Looks like she's straight out of college. She's yeah. lovely. She calls Keith Sir. So, you know, we love that because we do anyone who shows respect to Mr. Morrison. I'm here for that. It Uh is her first murder trial. And it's a tricky one because there's not a lot of evidence or it's all circumstantial. So Buddy's brothers have been begging Brenda at this point. Can we get some of Buddy's mementos? And she keeps saying no. Finally, one day she calls the brother John because there's several siblings that we're not meeting. She says, you can go to this storage unit and get some things. All of Buddy's things are in there. It's fine. I've arranged it all. Go take what you want. He goes to the storage unit. Unfortunately, all of Buddy's things have been destroyed by vermin, which is Mm. gross. Not only that, Brenda has put Buddy's remains in a box in that storage unit, a little wooden box in that storage unit. Keith Morrison is upset about this, and the family was horrified. The defense attorneys of Brenda say, well, the ashes were only there for a few hours. She left them there for the brothers. 
I don't know if that's true. We just don't know who to believe on this. I just kind of feel like I don't think they'd been sitting there for months. I tend to think that she went and put them in there and they had been just sitting there a few hours. I would hope so. That at least we know the vermin didn't get to them. I don't know. We don't get to see any pictures either. It's also not her fault that there were vermin. It just means she never went there. She's also been in jail for a year. I don't right. know. I have a lot of questions. I would like to talk to the person who runs that storage facility. Yeah, so would I. I'm sure a lot of people do not want their things destroyed by vermin. Maybe it was Tim, formerly of Tim and Shannon. Oh. Maybe Tim owned the storage unit and he just let it go to rot. Because he lost his will to be a good storage unit operator. Devastated. Because of Shannon cheating on him. That makes sense. There we go. I think we've made it all come full circle here. So Brenda goes on trial. Cameras aren't allowed, unfortunately, so we're just hearing about it. The prosecution believes that when she and Buddy learned that there was possible jail time for the criminal tax investigation, she figured out... She's the one that all the paperwork has her name on it. She had been taking handheld notes about everyone's paychecks and everything. So she felt like she was going to go down for this. She was going to get the jail time. So she figured if I kill Buddy, I can blame the whole thing on him and he'll go down for the tax thing and he won't have to go to jail because he's already dead. Now, the defense says there's no proof of this motive whatsoever, which is true. Well, and in what world would the doctor at the practice go down instead of the office manager who is signing everything and handling all of the financials? In what world would he go down for that, even if he did know about it? He yeah. wouldn't go down for it. She'd probably have to forge quite a bit of paperwork or things. If there's no amount of throwing stuff away that's going to fix that, right? right? They're partners in the business. Right. There's also no physical proof that she did it. You know, she didn't have her prints weren't on the gun and she didn't have a lot of gunshot residue on her. Melissa, right. Buddy's sister, is dealing with her feelings during the trial by painting. And we're seeing her B-roll painting. She's paints a person waiting. And it's very it's, cool. It's very cool. I normally don't love when they put in a lot of extraneous stuff in these two hour episodes, but I enjoyed Melissa and I will love to learn about her hobbies. Yeah. Brenda insists on testifying. Of course she did. I feel like that's fine. She's a chatty person. Yeah. She had her glow up. Yeah. She looks She's, great. Also, I feel like you have to in this case because you're the only one there. Right. So you better tell your story because there's no amount of lawyering that's going to be able to describe how you didn't do it. Right. And there's no DNA that the jury will have heard about. So they might just base their decision on if they like you or not. It's literally going to come down to that. And Being so if likable. they don't hear from you, they don't know you. So right. this is her trying to save herself. Right. I would have testified. Usually too. it's a bad decision. But in, in this, this case, case, I don't think you've got a choice because yeah. their case is all circumstantial. So. Yeah. So she tells them how she didn't do it, how much she loved Buddy. Her attorneys think that she did fine. But when the DA, Megan Locke, is listening to her testify. The prosecutor. The prosecutor. She feels like maybe I only got the motive half right. It wasn't just the tax fraud. It was everything else that Brenda had done to support Buddy. She had given up her job as a nurse and was forced to do paperwork. And she resented this. And so she decides she needs to get Brenda mad on the stand and show that she kind of was resentful and is not this nice lady that she seems to be. So 
She calls her a secretary. Mm. Brenda snaps back, I'm not a secretary. So I kind wow. of would have loved to have seen that moment. Apparently, her demeanor completely changed. I understand I was an assistant for many years, and I did not like being called a secretary, except when it happened by one Miss Julie Andrews, and I was 100% fine with it. Because Julie Andrews can call you anything that she wants to. She 1, can call you a SH head, and you're fine. <laughs> I'd be like, please, more. Can I yeah, have some more? Exactly, because she do it somehow in a loving way. Oh, yeah. darling, you're such a head you're such a c-word yes exactly. like, thank you thank you miss andrews miss andrews May I have thank some more hold on i don't buy this sorry it's i don't buy the prosecution's motive on this because what proof do we have that she did not want to run this side of the business right i mean she volunteered i the, she had a history of kind of supporting him in whatever latest thing he wanted to do but we don't have any idea that it wasn't her time to give up nursing and she would rather have a desk job maybe her knees were bothering her we don't know a lot of the details poor this, nurses and their knees this is also their business this is a business they built together so it sort of makes sense that she would kind of run the show right he would do the thing and she would run the show i think it probably felt weird to her to just be a nurse to him and have someone else run their business i kind of get it i just don't but if your passion is nursing and now you're was it her passion? We don't oh. know, but she if her passion was nursing and now you're doing paperwork that you don't know how to do and you're trying to f- learn on the fly how to handle paperwork and payroll and stuff and now you're going to jail for that when you never even wanted to in the beginning. I could see how that would be frustrating. I wouldn't kill someone because of it. I also don't think that there was actual jail time involved in this. The IRS is not coming after you for 40 grand to put you in jail. They're fining you. You're you're going to have to pay a lot of money. I feel like a financial motive is much bigger here. Right. And we're not hearing, unfortunately, they never say the words life insurance on Dateline. So we're not getting that key piece of the puzzle. How much was he worth in life insurance? Which is a big piece. Yeah. And they also don't ever prove that she found out he had had an affair years before, which is another motive. We never hear about that. Also, they never explain why she doesn't have the gunshot residue on her hands. Did she wash them? Was she wearing gloves? Where were those gloves? Did they? Did she wash her clothes? Right. Did, did she wipe down the gun? Why weren't her fingerprints on the gun? Some things I would like explained a little bit more. 100%. So... Brenda's lawyers are as confident as they've ever been when they close the trial and they're waiting for the jury. And Megan Locke is cautiously optimistic because no, we've never seen a lawyer on Dateline be like, meh, yeah, I'm not sure how it's going to, I don't think, I really crapped the bed on this one. I I think I might lose my license, you guys. I did a bad job. Ineffective counsel, that was me. I screwed the pooch on this one. I am not looking forward to this jury coming back. This is why we aren't lawyers. No, we would be like, I don't think we did that good. No, we we, we could have done better. Can we get a take two? We messed two? up that one thing that we worked on. We messed yeah, it we up. Totally we messed, messed up that up. cross. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, we practiced. <laughs> Didn't go over well. Pretty so funny. Keith sits down with three of the jury members. So mark that down on your bingo cards. Yeah. These three ladies all have extremely similar looks. Their hair is all parted the same. It's all the same length. It's all the their same cousins? color. Yeah, it was very strange. They took their responsibility very seriously, as they should. They got more evidence to examine. They took a bunch of votes. They weren't agreeing. But on the second day, they were able to agree. And they come back 
and find her guilty and she gets life without parole. I don't know if I would have given the same thing. I don't know if they proved it, but I don't think the defense brought up any, not that it's their job, but they brought up anybody else it could have been. But I was proud of Megan Locke because I did like her. I was proud of her. It was a difficult thing for your first case, for your first trial. This is a rough one, especially with it being all circumstantial. But the jury surprised me a lot. Also, they made it seem like it went on for days that the jury mm-hmm. was out. And so <laughs> it was when like, they was like, on day two, they had taken yeah. all these votes. And I'm like, oh, so two hours later, you took a vote? Yeah, they only got to eat from Tony's taco stand once. <laughs> exactly. I just don't kind of feel like, I feel like what happened here was something that you say a lot, which is, I just don't see how anybody else could have done it. Right. But that's not enough of a reason, is it? Like, I don't think you can base your, your verdict on that. It has to be, did they prove it? Did they prove she did it? Right. Beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. I don't know. That's tricky for me. I I mean, I think of the pencils and all of those pencils when added up together, you can't break them. But did they prove that there's enough evidence that she did it? I don't know. I don't either. The fact that she lied on the 911 call about him not leaving the door locked. That's weird. And especially because it's he never locked it. It's not he kept forgetting to lock it. No, he never locked that back door. He never locked it. Yeah, that's strange. That's bad. And also the gun being in such a specific hiding place, a kitchen drawer, that's not necessarily a place that a killer would come in and look. Unfortunately, it also feels like something a person would be like, the last time I saw the gun, it was in the drawer. Had the gun been moved since then? And she just didn't. But again, where was it moved moved to that somebody else would find it? Usually a killer is going to bring their own weapon. But for them to come in and just take a weapon that they happen to find at the house, how did they know they were going to find a weapon at the house? Maybe they didn't have guns. Sorry, and I don't remember. That that gun was matched to his gun. Like the bullet was matched from that gun, right? And it was found just outside. And his gun was missing. Yeah, that specific gun was missing. Yeah. Uh, that was his His gun. DNA was on that gun. That's right. Buddy's DNA. Very strange. So, yeah, it was definitely his gun. The family says the verdict doesn't bring Buddy back, but at the same time, they would have been very upset if she wasn't found guilty. So oh, yeah. Her lawyers are devastated. They still think that she didn't do it. Melissa paints a picture, does a Photoshop. <laughs> That's not right. She did. It's called Erasure. Not the band, although I do love the band. I tried to discover (laughs) a little something to make me sweeter. She felt like Brenda erased Buddy or parts of Buddy. And she did kind of throw out all of his stuff. I love that band. I'm waiting for you. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Buddy's family is able to put his ashes in a final resting spot. Internment, they call it. Yes. Keith says... There's no erasing his voice, which will live on in digital perpetuity forever. And we're hearing some of the music he made. And so I was like, oh, the music didn't stop. The music no, didn't die. Why are we calling on. this? The music didn't die. This episode is mistitled. Yeah, it is a bit. The music never died because of technology. No, it, it be with us and forever. also it sounds great. Yeah, he, I think, was really talented. Yeah. I have a promo for us, Katie. We haven't had one in a long time. This is one of our listeners who started a podcast with her husband called Completely Off the Rails. And they're so funny. They're super Southern. She has the best Southern accent. And they take questions about like 
being married and my husband watched everything that we were going to watch on our DVR and then erased it. Should I divorce him? To that, I say, yes. Also, why did you get married? If you want to watch TV did by yourself, finish like me, it? don't get married. No, she never got to because it was erased. Divorce. So they weigh in on things like that. Trial separation, at least. They okay. come up on these long tangents. Like one time she heard her Alexa talking and she thought it was the dog. She thought the dog had learned to talk for a second. It was the funniest story I've ever heard. That's amazing. That would be like the best day of your life. Though. Yeah, she really, for like a split second, she literally thought the dog had learned to talk. That's incredible. If Ulysses started talking to me one day, number one, I would not be surprised because <laughs> she's very smart, but I would lose it. I, <laughs> I would call you in about 30 seconds yeah. and I would keep calling till you picked up. Oh, yeah. They have an app called Talking Pet, My Talking Pet, and so you upload a picture and then it makes the person's mouth move and you were the dog's mouth move and you record audio and you can change the speed of it so i made one of ralphie saying happy birthday from my mom's birthday video that i put together so it's like at the end of the montage of all these people and then it's ralphie saying happy birthday Joni." why am i why are you just telling me about this now you don't really like technology but it, there's some fun stuff i want to do. have my cats talk okay i it's like my animals called my talking pet pet. yeah 4.99 how much free oh boy but anyways check out completely off the rails they go completely off the rails much like we just did so this was a reenactment of this sort of nonsense that you will hear only they do it better with more cursing yes they do tons of beware lots of cursing but super delightful so check them out and give them a five-star review Hey everyone, we'll get you back to the show in just a sec, but we wanted to introduce our new podcast, Completely Off the Rails. My name is Jason, and with my wife Candace, we debate arguments for people and settle them once and for all. We only take on serious issues, which include the right way to eat corn on the cob, what to do when your significant other deletes your favorite show off the DVR, and how lying is a great way to maintain a happy marriage. No, not exactly. Well, okay, maybe sometimes. Now, I try very hard to take the issue seriously, but I just can't help occasionally making a few jokes. And by occasionally, he means constantly. But what makes the podcast so much fun is we always go off topic, ending up, well, completely off the rails. But don't worry. Our slightly organized chaos will leave you very entertained. So come check us out by searching Completely Off the Rails. You'll be glad you did. Yay! Yay! They're such a good idea. This episode is dedicated to our Patreons, Erica K. from Colorado and Cheyenne A. from Ten- Tennessee. 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 Erica K. and Cheyenne. Yeah. Uh, they're going to open a beauty salon a la Steel Magnolias. That sounds right. That seems right. Yeah. You're going to fight over who gets to be Dolly, though. I, tr- I don't know. Somebody could be Daryl Hannah. I want to be Weeza. I was Weeza. You were yeah. Weeza in a play? I was. How did I not know that? I don't know. I'm sure I've mentioned it. It's not surprising. No, it's not. I love at that. At all. Why would I think that it was between that and Olympia Dukakis? That also <laughs> it was also amazing. Yeah. Uh, but I want to be Dolly and I will never be Dolly. Let's, that's a shame. You could. Uh, she's so great. She's that. so great. Erica and Cheyenne, you are our baby bear. You're baby bears. Oh, you're our baby bears. You're just right. You're just right is, you know, it's like too big and too small, but then this one is just right. You guys are just right. And you're Aww. our Patreons, and we couldn't do the show without you. Thank you so much. Thank you, ladies. Do you have any B-roll bonanza? Sometimes. Do you in this specific case? In this case, I sure do. What in the world is on the interrogation room walls? 
So on the walls, there are these weird framed padded things that look like sound padding in a recording studio, but they're way up high and they're sort of interspaced, but not exactly equally interspaced. I just, Hmm. I need to know what they are. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I wish they're cushioned. If anybody's in Asheville, but specifically works in the police department or has been a perp in the interrogation room yeah, of the Asheville police. Let us know. What are those? Yeah. What are those? I need to know. I It was driving me nuts because it's also, it's way above the head. So if they're doing it for sound, if it is indeed for sound, they would be lower because you're sitting in chairs. So they would be chair height, not standing up height. Hmm. I spent too much time on it. And I didn't even notice them. Not even at all. That's the story of our lives. Yeah. I spend too much time on something and you didn't notice. <laughs> but I usually do that when it's with people's um, houses. I love pausing on people's houses and yeah, seeing what they got a, going on. That's a fun on. time. Did you pause on this house? Because they had some interesting things. I didn't notice anything. That a little bit old fashioned. It felt like a grandparent's house, which it makes sense. They were of that age. Makes but sense. it felt cozy. You'd go there if you were a kid and you were like... I would like to sleep over there. Yeah. Siblings are this buddy siblings looking at loosely photos. My favorite thing was a sign that said, welcome to Asheville, land of the sky, which made me laugh and I didn't really understand. But then I remembered those beautiful views of the Blue Ridge Mountains at the beginning. So maybe that's the sky, the land of the sky. Land of the sky. It sounds like chicken of the sea tuna land um with the sky land no land of the sky it's the land of tomorrow is tomorrow's tomorrow no today is tomorrow's yesterday katie did they i feel like this was a mistake and it meant to be land of blue sky it's land of the sky that's a typo. <laughs> it's the, That's it's, a typo, right? But they're also, I feel like, stealing it from Big Sky Country, from Montana, is Big Sky Country. Has anyone let Montana know? I don't know if Montana is aware of what's going on in Asheville, but you guys should get over there with a, some sort of a cease and desist. Land of the sky. Yeah, land of the sky. That makes my brain hurt. Let's. We got to move along. We also saw Clutch and his wife walking outside. They weren't necessarily clutching each other, but I'm going to pretend they were. They were in a cemetery, and the cemetery, weirdly, was very brown. Not like the pretty scenery we're seeing in North Carolina, where it's like fall, changing colors, gorgeous trees, green. It, the cemetery was brown. Oh, that's yeah, sad. It's sad. It was sad. I didn't like it. Bears, though, I liked very much. Loved the bears. Also, that b- back door that was always to remain locked is so the filthiest door I've yeah. ever seen. It's covered yep. with black looked like black tar bears heroin i think some muddy bears went some, or junkies or Junky bears you know it was like they paved the side the paved the streets and then the bears walked on the asphalt and then just rubbed up all up on down on that door. doors get real dirty especially no, if it you're was, like opening or closing it with your foot it, it was I mean, black yeah but it was black up high too so unless you're opening it with your foot <laughs> Really? Bears. Bears. But maybe it's just the photo. I think it's the photo, but I think bears also have dirty paws and they're coming in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're they'll just come them. right up. They'll just come. They'll let themselves in that house. Trying to get their claws in the little mm-hmm. opening. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, did you see the weird dentist chair that's in the DA's office? No. 
Yeah, there's like a weird leather. It's too fancy. It doesn't maybe dentist, maybe hairdresser's chair. The, like the that. hair that like or the that folds that you down, lean back to get your hair washed. You go in the shampoo bottle. I haven't no, had that. I, done why would so you need long. a chair like that unless you're removing people's organs? Why would you need that? I don't know. Maybe it meant something. Maybe it was Robert E. Lee's. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm, we, I'm not sure why it was there. Also, speaking of chairs, yeah. the chair for the witness in the courtroom, which was beautiful. That chair, though, hard, rickety from many, many moons ago. Maybe that was Robert E. Lee's chair. That it seemed like it. It was small, wooden, and no cushion. Yeah. No cushion, even? What if someone has hemorrhoids? <laughs> That's unfortunate. That chair is uncomfortable. I looking. feel like there must be a study that proves that if your butt's uncomfortable, you will lie less. If you get comfortable, they don't want you to be comfortable because then you maybe will lie on the stand. I think it makes everyone look like they're lying because they're shifting constantly because they're like, this is just the worst, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's effective. Hmm. It is a gorgeous courtroom, though. The ceiling was beautiful. Yeah, it really was. Also, the closing shot of the whole thing was very pretty with the brother-sister hugging by the by where the ashes are. Yeah. They did this drone zoom-out shot that looked really cool. Yeah, they've been using a lot more drones. I'm going to put add drone footage to our bingo cards. I don't think you can. I think, well, it's a free square because I think they've used it almost every, oh, episode, every episode in season 30. Yeah. Well, we have a lot of free squares. We have Lester. He's on every episode. Oh, that's a that's too easy. But yeah, Lester in a vest. It says Lester vested, the Vester. Vested Lester. Yeah, Lester the Vester, which is still pretty much a free square. He almost pretty always much a free vest. Yeah. Yeah. 90%. Yeah. Fashion Police, we had great Scottish wedding footage and Buddy oh, in the yes. 70s. Buddy was a styling, styling dude. Yeah, he really was. That had that facial hair and top head hair. Just, yeah. The whole thing was impeccably manicured. Also, seconds away from being Santa Claus. Because when he turns white, that's the Santa do. Yeah, you're that right. That beard with the you're curly right. mustache. That's the classic Norman yeah. Rockwell Santa. It's not right. What else did, was Fashion Police? I'm trying to think if I had anything else. Oh, Melissa looked like an artist. Because when she's when they're showing her actually doing her painting doodle, yeah. she has these brightly colored sort of abstract yeah. pat- shapes yes. and patterns and colors. Yeah. And then lots of jewelry. Yeah, it was a bit like Prue from Bake Off. Just lots a lot of like that. colors. Yeah. I loved that. I like that, that artist look. Yeah. No beret, but still. <laughs> you don't have to have a beret to be a painter anymore. No, but you could. You could. Come on. When else are you going to get away with wearing a beret? Don't say Paris. Because Besides I think that people Paris. in Paris hate it. I think people in Paris when are When Americans so over. go in a striped boat neck and a beret. And I apologize to anybody who's done it. Yeah. Who's like now looking down going, oh, I'm, I'm National so sorry. Lampoon's I'm just, European. Just don't, maybe don't do it again. <laughs> National Lampoon's European Vacation, and they all get matching berets. It's so, so tacky. I don't know. You could wear a beret at Disneyland. Those little Mickey hats are kind of berets, (laughs) aren't they? That's true. That's true. There you go. Yeah. Wear a beret at Disneyland. Although they're very expensive. Oh, I know. Aren't they like $35 or something ridiculous? At least. If your name isn't embroidered. Right. Oh, then maybe it's like $35. Yeah. And it's just felt. It's just made out of felt. felt hat. Yeah. It's all all a money grab at Disneyland. The pretzels, the whole thing. But the pretzels are worth it. Are they? Because they're like $8.50. I think they're 100%.
Did you have any alternative theories? I'm curious to know what everybody thinks about this case because I am not entirely convinced yeah. that she did it. I am, but I still don't think they necessarily proved it. I think I would just like more information yeah. on how we got here. I think it's telling that the jury was a little split. But all juries are a little split at the beginning. Yeah. They're not that split if you can be changed your mind in a day. On day two I, of deliberations, you've Because I your think mind. it's really hard to argue with what that juror said, which is how else did this happen? Right. That they didn't have any other thing to go off of how this happened. And I'm wondering if the defense was not allowed to bring in an alternative theory. No, that usually helps them. I would think so. So if they had one, they would have, for sure. Yeah, because an intruder is just not... Unless there's a specific person, and then they'll be like, that person's not on trial. You can't bring them we in. We can't bring them we in. We have seen that before. So that they just didn't have a theory. They just, the only defense was, it wasn't her. Right. Someone yeah, else decided enough. to kill your husband out of nowhere, not steal anything, and then leave. A week after you found out there might be serious repercussions for tax evasion. Very strange. Okay. A titles? What you got? Okay. Power pointing at Brenda. Oh, my. Megan locked up Brenda because her last name was Locke. I got one. Okay. Case on Locke. Yeah. And then my favorite is Backdoor Bears because <laughs> it's not just a title. It's a website for hairy gay men. TM. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. So a verdict coming in the clutch. Yep. That kind of works. I arrested for murder. Yes. I are a yep. arrested for mm -hmm. murder. Um, and then GS, are you sure she didn't wear gloves? <laughs> That's what I got. Love it. And I also really wish I'd gotten somewhere with vanilla. And I'm ashamed of both of us for not doing anything involving bears besides backdoor bears. Right. Um, I feel like we've used bears a lot in the earlier episodes, weirdly. Yeah, maybe. I could because we did the unbearable lightness of we've done we've <laughs> yeah used we've some of the good bear ones so and I know we've used bear necessities we didn't I'm do struggling. anything with civil war either I'm embarrassed for us there we go that's yeah. it come on let's oh I did have a couple tweets didn't I yeah let's go tweet 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 is that Buddy Holly just kidding it's not. We also didn't do anything with Buddy Holly or American Pie. This is a shameful display. I know. I am embarrassed for us. I'm not kidding. It's bad. That's bad. This, someone else will help us out. Leanne says, "If I swear if Keith says Buddy was a part of a pirate group, I'm out of here. <laughs> I felt the opposite. I was like, please say pirates. I need more pirates. Uh, Dateline producer said, remember that bear for later, to which a bunch of people responded, oh my gosh, is the bear the killer? Did the bear shoot him? The bears don't have opposable thumbs. How did well, they the can apparently get in a back door. Yeah. Uh, so they can open a door. They might be able to shoot a weapon. The Zaya Rose said, remember the bear sounds like an alt band name. It does. <laughs> Four S enough says is random junkie did it on the bingo cards? Maybe I don't know how many times they blame drug addicts. Yeah, they probably do quite quite a bit. a bit. It could be on a bingo. Yeah, Leanne again said I'm having flashbacks of the owl. A lot of people were like hashtag bear theory instead okay. of owl theory. Is this what's happening? Teresa is the one who pointed out his name is Buddy, and the episode is called The Day the Music Died. Very clever. 
Thank you, Teresa. And drummer the Dateline dog said, Dateline is going to love this prosecutor because she just called Keith, sir. Respect. We sure do, because a lot of times they try to call him Keith, and that doesn't go over very well. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I do want to say a special farewell, but it's not really a farewell, to our dear listener, Patreon, Anna. She's been with us since the beginning. She is moving to Scotland. She will no longer be able to watch Datelines live and tweet with everyone on Fridays. So, But she will be living in freaking Scotland. Scotland. So good on you. Enjoy yourself. She is our number one model of merch. I think she owns every single piece of our merch and is always posting pictures. She posted a picture of herself wearing one of our shirts next to her Keith cutout stand-up full size which i hope is coming to scotland with her and it's wearing a kilt (laughs) and it's she's next to the tv which has dateline on it so she's still going to be part of our community and she'll get to listen to our episodes and she'll get to listen to dateline on podcast form or maybe she'll find a sneaky way to watch it online but she won't be able to watch live anymore so she will miss the um twitter friday night dateline community which is amazing oh yeah but But we we love you anna Bon voyage. Yeah. Bon- I'm very jealous. I know. How fun is that? I, I think we're going to go. We're going to go to visit. We should go to visit. Yes, please. Yeah. We always say that, but let's actually make no, it happen. No, we actually do kind of yeah. have a London idea. So we're just going to have to bebop up there. We do? Okay. I am not going to let it go. So yes, okay. we do. Everyone, thank you so much. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Date Dateline. And check out our Patreon. We do live streams every month. And we do uh, a full bonus episode about true crime every month. We also do, in addition to that, 90 Day Fiance and a bunch of other stuff. If 90 Day Fiance is not your thing, you could skip that. Don't feel like you're losing out. You're still getting lots of true crime over there. So don't, you know... Don't worry. We're also, we're maybe going to talk about the staircase when it's over. Oh, boy. I'm super excited. If they don't wait. talk about the owl theory, I'm going to be they're really not. upset. They're not going to talk about it. I'm already really upset. But you maybe are. you're already at a 10. Maybe I'll feel do? like he really did it and I'll forget the owl theory. Maybe the show I'm, will make me forget the owl have theory. Have you seen any of it yet? No, I, have I haven't even started it. I'm saving yet. it. I'm kind of saving it because it doesn't end until June. So I'm kind of saving it. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to wait. Yeah. I'm impatient. I would like to watch it in its entirety in one go and then immediately talk about it. Yeah. That's what I want to do. So don't judge us. That's what we're doing. No, I'm also watching Under the Banner of Heaven. And uh, I haven't started that. I'm saving that one. Candy. Too. I... Also very good. Both Which of those. One? Candy. Highly What's recommend candy? both. Jessica Beale and Melanie Linsky from on Yellow Hulu? Jackets. It is on Hulu. Yeah. As a, what is it about? It, it is. No, no. Oh. It's about a murder. It is a, based on a true story. And Jessica Biel is, it's crazy, like 70s, 80s style hair. It's great. It's a murder. It's very good. And Under the Banner of Heaven is very good as well. Thank you, everyone. And be your own bear gaudy. No. It was a little Chewbacca, but it was, he's kind of a bear, right? Is he a bear? Let me tell you my idea about baby Chewbacca. People are so mad at me. He's a whole nother creature. That he is he's a whole nother species. People are furious. I know. I know he's another species. Oh, they're mad. Echo, Echo, what species is Chewbacca? He's a Wookiee. He's a Wookiee. Okay. Bye, everybody. Thank you, thank you, Echo. Still, she's still going. Bye, everybody. Thank you. He is there he, a Viscount in Bridgerton? I don't watch Bridgerton. 
I have also not seen Bridgerton yet. Yeah. I'm kind of saving it. It's supposed to be fun, right? I guess. I don't know. I'm not really into that period of time. Oh. I don't know why. I'm. It's sort of the same way I, I can't get into Emma and the Jane Austen stuff. I just am not into it. I see. It's not my thing. It's not my century. I see. There we go. <laughs> Nobody cares. Sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> so did you watch Downton Abbey? I did very much enjoy Downton Abbey. Right, let's move along. So, uh, no, Downton Abbey is the 1900s. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yes, no, I is. think it's the early. I think no, it's, it's not because they the go early into 20th century. The 1920s fashion. Right. So that's the 20th century. That's the, what the, the 1900s 19th, is what I said. Oh, sorry. I thought you said 19th century. Don't, don't do that. It's to me. very tricky. It is very they tricky. They are trying to trick us with that. What century are we in now? <laughs> 21st are we unsure we, we better be yeah is it wasn't there a man that went out into the wild befriending bears <laughs> and then he passed away unfortunately did he get eaten by the bear i'm pretty sure it's grizzly man isn't that the what happens in that story <laughs> i don't know i know what happens in the rem the remnant is that the Le- yeah does he Leonardo die by a DiCaprio? bear yeah, I think it's... I don't know if that's how he dies. I never saw it. Apparently, the scene is incredibly gruesome, which kind of makes me want to oh, watch yeah, it. Oh, yeah. I, I got to see what happens there. I'm curious. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's how he dies. I don't really know the plot of the movie. All I know is the huge bear attack scene. A painting. Something? Was it... Graphic. It graphic was like design? a Adobe... Uh, not Adobe, but... What's the thing called? Paint it? shop? <laughs> not know. paint shop. What's the fancy one? Come on. What is... I'm... Something pro. It's not Canva Pro, but it's the, the <laughs> one that everyone uses to not well, print shop. Oh my god! I I know what you're talking about, but now I can't think of it. But I'm I never, sorry. It's I like, never had it. It's really hard to learn as well. It's a graphic artist tool. Graphic artist computer computer tools is illust Photoshop. Photoshop. <laughs> She's so tired now. She just leans her head against the wall. She's I'm like, se- I'm, I'm done seriously. Now. I'm, I'm done. I don't know if I'm like more tired or disappointed. I just there's so <laughs> many emotions. I couldn't right think of now. Photoshop. How could we not think of Photoshop? We have to go away. Yeah, I've, I'm very sad about that. That's sad. We. I'm putting this at the end because okay. that's humiliating. <laughs> I'm going to enter the word Photoshop here so I can just <laughs> say it and be done with it. Okay. Oh my goodness. Horrified. Uh, Keep so- going.